of the living geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about night two of the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. My name is John, and joining me today is my good friend, Courtney. Courtney, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing uh, pretty well. We just had two (laughs) hours of fantastic wrestling. And yes, um, actually, we should probably uh, state... How we know each other. So how do we know each other? Twitter? I think Chikara? Yes. I, think. <laughs> I, uh, I believe D said, hey, my friend's trying to get into Chikara. What do you guys think? And I said, "I here's everything I think. And then we became fast friends. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That's usually, usually D has a hand in my friendships. <laughs> yes. She is a, a good um, person to have as a contact to make other contacts. Exactly. She brings us together. Aw, what a doll. <laughs> so, uh, I guess let's, um, I mean, l- what did you think of night one? Uh, I enjoyed night one. I It was slow. Yes. Um, it wasn't, I, I saw some people in, uh, on Twitter and stuff. I didn't think it was as bad as some people were saying. Um, I enjoyed all the matches. There were some that were a little, you know, less, a little lackluster for me, but there was nothing that was like a stinker. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing terrible. There was nothing bad. Everything was just kind of like pretty much average, I would say, uh, straight across. Except that Tyler and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember who he wrestled now last night. Um, that match was really good. Oh, Tyler Bate versus Tucker. Tucker, that was it. His handle has like Gallagher in it, and so like on Twitter, and that's why I kept getting his name confused. That's um, that's strange. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that match a lot. That was probably obviously the best match of the night last night. But in general, I really enjoyed it. And I liked the way that it was presented. I liked the the, the arena that it was in. I enjoyed the whole staging of it. I really liked Nigel and Cole on commentary. Um, so everything else I really enjoyed. The The matches were just the, probably the matchups might, I might have changed around a bit. But it, it worked for getting us to the conclusion that we got to today. Yes, definitely. We will talk about... Michael Cole and Nigel on commentary a little bit throughout <laughs> this. Uh, spoiler, they were fantastic. I agree. So we started night two off with uh, Pete Dunne taking on Sam Gradwell. Uh, at the end, the conclusion of night one, Pete Dunne attacked Sam Gradwell. Yeah, he, he messed him up pretty badly. Yeah. And it was a, it was a storyline that William Regal was... He was mad at Pete Dunne, rightfully so. But Triple H, I don't know if you saw that. Did you see where he was like, made a name for yourself, kid, and like walked oh, yeah. away from? I watched everything because it involved William Regal. And when William Regal is involved, I have like the bat symbol goes off in the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a new brilliant William Regal related thing I must watch. And then I run off and watch it. <laughs> so um, I was heavily invested in this entire Pete Dunne storyline thing that they had going on which i thought was excellent yes it was fantastic the bully of the entire tournament who did not care about anyone i thought this match was pretty good and i'm gonna say that a lot because i thought all the matches uh for this night were pretty good too fantastic i agree and Pete Dunn comes out on top and he throws up, you know, two down, two to go. Yeah, I believe he did a post. Yes, he did a post uh, match interview where he said Triple H likes me, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a good match to start with. Um, I thought it was smart to get that out of the way right away. So people who were like, oh, maybe I'll tune in to figure out how that's going to conclude, like had had a turn on right away. When they announced on, I think they announced it on Twitter and Facebook and stuff that that was going to be the first match of the night. Yeah. So I was already like, all right, well, I'm definitely going to watch this now because I wanted to see what was going on with Pete. Um, I thought it was smart as well that they kind of did this with the hometown guy because in terms of personality, there was no way he was going to get over Pete Dunn. No. But it was nice that like, okay, the hometown guy gets his his uh, he gets his little time to shine, even though like he's out outdone by Pete but he was also injured so it doesn't you know if you're from 
Blackpool and you really liked that that wrestler, you would still be feeling okay about it in the end. Yes, and you would uh, also continue to hate Pete Dunne, which was the storyline exactly. we are going with. <laughs> uh, second match of the night was Mark Andrews taking on Joseph Connors, and I saw... I saw a tweet about Joseph Connors that it was just uh, Adam Cole with a, I believe it was a quote shit British British accent trying to get into WWE. <laughs> um, I thought this match was fine too. It, you know, these were kind of just showcase matches for people moving on. I I I don't quite remember anything that memorable about it, but I do remember that it was a good match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I couldn't. I like Joseph Connors wrestling-wise. I thought he did a really nice job. I cannot take him seriously um, because he comes from the, like, overacting school of emphasizing the same thing over and over again, which is the, like, angry stare, pushback of hair. Yes. He, he must have done that, like, 15 times, and it was making <laughs> me crazy. And I know a lot of other people do it, but for some reason it didn't bother me as much as, like, when uh, someone pointed out, like, Trent does that all the time, yeah. uh, Beretta. Yes. And I was like, he does, but when he does it, he does it in a way that's, like, he's so frustrated and it works for the match. Whereas this was just, like, I felt like there was a lineup between every time Michael Cole mentioned he was missing half an ear, he would be like, he would just know Michael Cole was talking about it and push his <laughs> hair back. And it was yes. making me insane. And I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it did. It um, and I'm just... Just to stand in, because Marianne isn't here, uh, Mandrews is the greatest, and I love him. <laughs> and I tweeted about how Mark Andrews, to me, looks like uh, like in a, like a young adult novel. He's like the prom, <laughs> the guy who takes you to prom because your heart gets broken. And then at the prom, you realize you were in love with him all along. And oh my he was, God. he's like... He's like the the brilliant, like the boy you should have been with the whole time in any ABC family movie or something like that. <laughs> um, that's how I view Mark Andrews. He's just like the sweetest little thing. And Pete Dunne is the one who broke her heart in the first place. So that that's my yes, that's my, that's my YA fanfic that I think somebody needs to write because I think that would be those two could star in a really great like version of Pretty Little Liars or some type of excellent TV show. And they they are somehow like pretty good friends and there's a falling out obviously yeah exactly yeah. let's just write it now forget the show let's uh let's just spitball no. this <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying that i need to make some money on the side and if writing teen romance novels does it for me then i might need to like really go into this there you go i think that <laughs> i think that might be a new career path <laughs> so mark andrews wins he advances and i a little more on Joseph Connors. I feel like that's his only character trait is touching his uh, ear. Yeah, I didn't get a lot out of him. I didn't either. Like what, he, what he's all about. He did do. I feel like he did do that cool little back elbow into the. Yeah, he was the back elbow into the backbreaker. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, he was a great, he was a good wrestler. I mean, that match was good. I really enjoyed it. It was just, for me, it's hard to overshadow the personality of Mark Andrews yes. because Mark Andrews is a very uh, he's just so likable right out of the gate somebody mentioned on Twitter and I can't remember who it is that if they had done this all differently the first time around with the cruiserweights a Mark Andrews should be the uh, in the TJP role of the underdog that everybody loves and yes. like the kind of funny cool guy that's like kind of a dork but you like him anyway like he's such he would be such a better choice for that role than tjp is currently um and i had to agree with that i wish i remembered who tweeted it absolutely that would have been oh, that would have been so much better but i think he was still under tna contract uh, yeah yeah oh well he made up for it he did so this next match um my goodness we had trent seven taking on wolfgang oh, this match was it was very very good <laughs> There's a, it's, a, it's a reoccurring theme with this show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> these two just beat the ever-living hell out of each other. Uh, there was a, a dragon suplex, which Ugh. it was almost like a release dragon suplex that was just... Awesome. Ugh. And I think uh, I only have three notes on this, and one of my notes is just WOW in all caps. I think that would be stating the that this was an upset, in my mind at least. Oh, I, I was... Yeah, I would agree it's an upset. But I feel um, these two, I feel, wrestled a lot in in ICW. I f when they were showing highlights, they were wrestling in a cage. So I assume these two know each other very well 
and yeah. it sh- and it showed in in this match. Uh, crowd was super into it. Uh, finish was a swanton to the back. Jeez. It was, yeah. I really liked Wolfgang. He was one of the people who I didn't know going into this, really. I had heard of him, but I had never. That was the first time I've seen him was yeah. yesterday's show. Um, I really enjoyed him. It was a nice matchup because both of the both guys were really likable. Yes. Um, and so it was kind of like less of a like super obvious heel face kind of thing and more of the like, all right, this is just two good lads who are going to beat the shit out of each other. And that's <laughs> my kind of wrestling. Yes. <laughs> I like when there's just two two good people and I like to watch them kick the crap out of each other. Um, and I obviously wanted Trent Seven to win because I'm incredibly biased and I love Trent Seven. Um, but I was really happy with Wolfgang winging. I thought the the idea of Tyler Bate and Wolfgang was going to be really great. So it was it worked for me. Yeah, and I also feel I don't. I mean, I don't really know backstage stuff, but I I assume maybe we're trying to elevate Wolfgang because he might be a little less known to uh, people in the states. I agree. Because I mean, you still kind of have to search for stuff. But I mean, Trent Seven's wrestled over here. He's wrestled in Chikara. He's wrestled a bunch of places. So, it's and a- it made sense with the ending of the show if it was going to end up being Tyler and Pete Dunne to not do two British Strong Style matches. Yes. Um, to not have like the whole implosion thing because I think we'll discuss this later. I'm sure, but I think it it this whole thing will lend itself to future storylines in the British wrestling scene as well. Oh, def- definitely. <laughs> so uh, next was Jordan Devlin taking on Tyler Bate. And this, okay, so we talked about this yesterday. I wasn't really a big fan of Jordan Devlin. I didn't really, I mean, his gimmick just seemed to be that he was trained by Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but this match, it had a little... You know, it had some callbacks to the Danny Birch match from the night before, and I thought psychology-wise and just callback-wise, it was it was very good. I yeah, I liked it. Uh, there was the one point where, um, you know, Tyler's like holding the back of his head, exactly like what happened the night before, and I was like, oh, I see what they're doing there. I enjoyed that. Um, I didn't mind Devlin as much as everybody else the first night. I just thought like that was what he was out there to do is like kind of be a little shit. Yes. Um, and he did it well. Um, and the you know the whole, the crowd was against him from the get go for being not Finn Balor because they wanted Finn Balor. So yes. Bad. Um, so I mean, there's only so much you can do. Uh, but I thought the match was really good. Um, Devlin looked a lot better in this matchup than he did the night before. Yeah. Um, and someone told me as well. Um, a friend of mine uh, let me know that there was a really good match, I believe. Oh, gosh, I wish I, it might have been OTT. I can't remember which promotion it was now. But did uh, Devlin and Hero, and apparently that was uh, really, really good. Yeah, um, and he was he, he played heel in that against Hero, and it was apparently he really, my friend Matt really enjoyed it. So huh. I'll probably go check that out just because I'd like to see more of what, like, the character is. Yeah. Um, because I think it's hard on a show like this to be playing the kind of like smarmy heelish character when you've got Pete Dunn on the show. Yeah. Cause you already got one an overbearing yeah. one at that. Yeah. And, and Pete Dunn at that point is like, it, it, he's at that point at this point in the show that we're discussing where he's already so popular and so over, even though he's so terrible <laughs> yes. or like, there's no way you're going to win at either point. If you're trying to play to either of those sides, cause Pete Dunn's got it covered. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was hard for Devlin to really kind of like stand out in that with that kind of like heel action. It was it was also interesting because after the the kick to the back of his head and he kind of held held his head for a bit, w- waiting to see blood. And I guess Devlin told the ref to check on him, which I thought was was also a little strange. But mm-hmm. it was more of a callback to the match before, and then it was almost like a distraction like hey yeah. check on him and then nothing happened and was that when he did the fake out the fist up high and punched him right in the face yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that is some that is some good stuff right there and i, also I really enjoyed the uh, your head's too big for you chant yes <laughs> that was a good one at that point of the show i was like that a plus job there british crowd that was a nice one uh marianne yesterday pointed out that he resembles bart simpson oh okay <laughs> He has a very square head. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I want to say that this might be my match of the night, but 
I don't know if how I can say that with the main event, but the next match we had was Mark Andrews taking on Pete Dunne, and this is a match that I saw live at Bola, and that I've oh, seen nice. I've seen a bunch of times, and I I was like when I saw the brackets at first I was like oh please please let these two match up in the semifinals that would be amazing and we did get that match and it did not disappoint. Yeah, I loved this match. It was definitely yeah. It's hard to say if I like the main event more or this one because I felt like I kind of knew who was winning both, so it was like kind of a down the middle yeah idea for me. But uh, this was so good. I love both of them. I, I like when there's people will wrestle when there's matches with people who obviously have a history yes. and they know each other so well. It's so much. It just looks so much better when it's executed. Um, the whole kind of like bad boy Pete Dunn thing versus uh, you know the underdog Mark Andrews style worked really well. Uh, Mark Andrews freaking reverse four fifty. Yes, was so great. <laughs> I was so excited for that. My mom was watching it with me at that point, and she was just like, what was that? What was that? And I'm like, <laughs> I think that was a 450, but I can't. I had to wait until the the gifts came out so I could watch it again to see exactly what it was. But, oh, it was beautiful. And I also, we were, um, Mark Andrews had, did he have a shoulder injury in this one too, or was it his neck? It was his neck. Mm-hmm. So... Pete Dunn working over the neck a lot. There's a lot of good limb work in this match and the main event. I was I was excited. <laughs> there was a lot of really good reversals in this yes. match on both ends. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved I love when Mark turns anything into a stun dog millionaire. Yes, uh, because watch listening to Michael Cole like act like try and figure out how to pronounce stun stun dog millionaire every time where he just like gets all frazzled is hilarious. <laughs> um, but. I, yeah, Mark Andrews is really good at reversing stuff. Pete Dunn is just phenomenal in general, so it worked out really well. I kind of want to go and make like a master list of all the matches they've had now. Oh man, and yeah. I, I mean, and we'll talk about this a little later. But you're working your way through uh, the progress back catalog, and I believe at one point they are a tag team. Yes, I think so. I saw them at Chikara as a tag team for taking a trios. Yes, it was them. And I, and I met Pete Dunn, and he was like the nicest, quietest thing. And that was, yes, yeah, Pete uh, Pete Dunn, Mark Andrews, and Flash Morgan Webster, who I also love. Oh, he's, so, he's great, too. I really like he's him. He's so great. Um, so I was I was aware of all of them before I got into the whole like British wrestling scene because of Chikara. Um, but yeah, they, I, they're both great. They have tagged before and I need to go. I, I haven't gotten to that part of progress yet. So they were, um, team fight club pro, right? Uh, that... no fight club pro was, uh, mustache mountain and Dan Maloney. Oh, okay. They were, I think they were attack pro. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They were attack yeah. pro. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, this match. Yes. Fantastic. Pete Dunn gets the win and market. I was watching this and I was just like, man, Mark Andrews is going to be such a star on WWE. It's going to be great. He really, he really should be. And I think he does that really great underdog thing well, while still being really liked, like the Sami Zayn kind of style Yeah. of underdog. Like he's not going to give up. Um, but yeah, I think it's too bad. He was under contract with TNA when they did the uh, CWC because he was better than so many of those people. Yes, he was. Um, and he's better than a lot of, people in nxt right now but i won't get into that (laughs) (laughs) all right so next up we had tyler Bate taking on wolfgang and the first thing i noticed was the size difference ridiculous it was it almost looked like when they started getting more into size difference in the smackdown games and you'd fight the big show against Rey mysterio that's (laughs) kind of what it looked like uh, but they worked with it. It worked very well. It did work well, yeah. Um, I Just another wow match to where I didn't think Tyler would be able to get him up for the um, the, the greatly named Tyler Driver 97. I love that name. It's great. I hate it because it makes me feel 75 freaking years old, but <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, he does it beautifully well, and it's a good name for it. And I think we had also found out, I don't know if it, it was true or not, but Wolfgang did get his nose busted open, and they said that it was broken. 
Because um, there was one point it kind of looked at the beginning of the match when the crowd was just going absolutely apeshit for Tyler Bate. Oh, that, yeah. That Wolfgang was like, it almost looked like he was crying. And, I mean, if he had had his nose broken, then, yeah, he probably was. Yeah, I, they did mention it at a commentary, like, right off the bat, uh, right at the beginning of that match. Um, Pretty decent match. Tyler Bate advances and a wild done attacks. <laughs> I think Dunn's just like a like a terrifying Pokemon now. Yes, he basically like, is. Out of nowhere, Pete Dunn attacks. And the more terrifying Pokemon, William Regal, comes out. <gasps> and oh. <laughs> I don't ever want him to look at me that way, ever. Oh, I, I love every single... Okay, one of the things I really liked about this tournament in general so far... Well, now that it's over. But I love that it was short. I love that it was two days. Yes. Um, and I loved the inclusion of William Regal in it because uh, I think it's I think you know this uh, of me, but William Regal is my favorite wrestler in history. Yes. Um, and so anytime William Regal is involved in anything, I'm totally into it. I'm making a William Regal zine. That is how much I love William Regal. Yes. Um, but he adds so much by doing so little. And I think more people should study him not even as his career as a wrestler, but study his stuff from like 2010 onward, where he kind of stepped out of, you know, the role of being in the ring all the time right. and started doing more NXT stuff, his commentary, his general managing stuff. He does so much with just a look or just like one body movement. Like you can read so much of him. Yes. And I, I've loved all of this sort of Pete Dunn, William Regal stuff because Pete Dunn does it very very well to the point where i i'm almost positive pete dunn has studied william regal in the past oh he probably has i mean i believe at one point william regal wore the same color tights as yes, pete dunn. he has yeah. so yeah he he has the fa- <clears throat> excuse me he has the facial expressions down well um and i like the whole kind of thing where the whole setup of Pete Dunn being this like brash a-hole kid who thinks he knows everything because that's who William Regal was for so long. Yes. I think, like, I don't know what they're going to do if they end up doing anything with this kind of, not feud, but this kind of father-son almost uh, anger between the two. But I would, I would be flying and buying a ticket to see that match. Oh, man. Oh, good Lord. That would be insane. It's almost yeah. like um, Triple H and William Regal are Pete Dunn's like adopted fathers, <laughs> where one's like, "No, he's doing a good job," and the other one's like, "We've been working on this for six months." I I just love that uh, Triple H takes William Regal behind a closed door, and you can just hear William Regal go six months, six like he's just keeps <laughs> saying, "I worked on this for six months." Yeah, and he's six gonna... months of my life I've dedicated to this. I'm not gonna let that little shit fuck it all up now. <laughs> Uh, and then we had a little break from tournament action, and Neville, the, as I have dubbed him, the new nasty Neville. Oh, so great. Love Neville. I love his new, I, I guess, remix of his song as well. Yes. yes. And it's, I, man, I love heel Neville. He just comes out and he's like, well, look look who got forgotten about again. My favorite uh, stuff that he ever did in NXT was his heel run before he wrestled Sami Zayn. Uh, for the title. Yes. I thought he was really great when he did that. And this is being him being able to do that, but with more, more to work with. He's got more of his history where he's been phenomenal for so long. Yes. And he's been phenomenal on a WWE stage for quite a while now, um, but never gotten that recognition. Now I love his little promo uh, during the show tonight where he said the CWC skipped him 205 skipped him. Now this UK tournament, like, it all made sense to me. I was like, yeah, I'm on Neville's side in all of these arguments. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if you're going to put any of these like new cruiserweights against Neville. I'm probably going to cheer for Neville the entire time because he's he deserves it. Um, but he's gotten so much better on the microphone. Yes. Uh, ever since he's come back from injury. Um, and I just... I think he's been doing great. I love his more kind of brawler style mm-hmm. as of late where he kind of, he did the the red arrow tonight, but where he kind of uh, hasn't been doing his flippy stuff as much, I guess you could say. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's just a great addition to the change in character and the whole change in perspective he has. And he somehow got someone to agree to let him win a match with a superplex. Yeah, that was <laughs> oh, that was so great. It was great. 
are just great. Yeah. Not enough superplexes like finishing things anymore. No. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, right? Old WCW Saturday night. Honestly. Oh goodness. So Neville comes out, says all that stuff, says I've been overlooked again. He's like, nobody can stand in this ring with me. And um <laughs> Uh, Tommy fucking end comes out. Oh, Tommy fucking end. And John lost his mind because uh, yeah. I think we had had a conversation. I'm like, I wonder if Tommy, how far is that place? You did. You called it earlier. <laughs> and it was uh, somebody posted the, uh, the train times. And it was from the, I guess the moment progress ended to, it would have taken him two hours to get there, but he somehow... Okay. Or, oh, no, because he wasn't the main event at Progress. He wrestled uh, no, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. So yeah. he probably wrestled him. I think that match was about, I think I read the runtime was like eight minutes. So he probably. Yeah. I thought he was either right after intermission or right before. So yeah. He, prob- he probably bailed like right after the, his match was done. And we- Finn Balor, too, because Finn Balor was at Progress today, too. Oh, yes. And he did musical chairs. Yes, he did. <laughs> I love me some Finn Balor. I don't care. Anyone says. Good old Fergal. <laughs> so this match, I mean, it was meant to get Neville over, but it was also a great showcase for people who haven't seen Tommy End wrestle before. Mm-hmm. And it was weird that he also went by Tommy End. I thought we were going to get the little um, Prince Devitt fade into Finn Balor kind of thing. Oh, into his uh, new Alistair Black yes. uh, NXT name? Yeah, that actually surprised me too. I thought they were gonna gonna do something like that too, but I guess because it's a UK thing and he had wrestled there for so long, I guess it just, just thought, hey, yeah, I, he hasn't debuted on TV yet as Aleister Black, so I guess it's probably fine. <laughs> They're probably like, eh, fuck it, yeah. No, only like super nerds are gonna notice this, so we're all right. <laughs> what do you think of the name Aleister Black? Uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I actually think it's one of the better. Um, NXT names because I feel like Tommy and actually had a say in what it is. Yes. Um, and Alistair, I think it was like he, someone said Alistair is like some type of crate of a famous. Oh, he, I can't remember. He founded um, the Satanic Church. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, that makes sense. Oh yeah. And the black part, I was like, well, that's a little on the nose, but it works. It, you know, it sounds good together. Him and um, what's his is. Someone else got a new NXT name, and I can't remember who it was. Da- and it was like D- Demo. Oh yeah, and it's like Killian something, and I was like, oh, that worked too. Yeah, that that one's very good as well. I like both of them. Yeah, they both they, they sound much better than the NXT names of the past. Looking at you, Orny Loken, or whatever the hell his name is. Well, I think they might have let him choose that, and I would have oh. vetoed that real bad because that's such a Star Wars name. It's not even funny. <laughs> but it's also like just weird enough that Biff could definitely have chosen that himself. Yes. It could go either way there. It's a dumb name, but it's also like, it's dumb, but everybody knows it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, okay, I I, I kind of see the, the winning points of it. It sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, like, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. <laughs> so. So this match, uh, also very good. Showcase Tommy End. Um, I, he used the, I guess I'm going to call it the rich kick because Rich Swan does it now. Mm-hmm. Um. I fucking love when Tommy End does that, man. I, I'm just so happy for Tommy End. I've met him a couple of times, and he is a super nice dude. And, yeah, this is just a very good match. Neville ends up winning with via Red Arrow, where he, like, did a flip afterwards. Yeah, he, like, flipped. I love when he hits the Red Arrow so hard that it makes him flip again yes. off, <laughs> off of the person, and he has to repin. I love that. Um, also... My mother was very into this match. Uh, she enjoys Neville, but uh, Tommy End to her is her is the guy from Vikings. Uh, <laughs> in her head, she equates Tommy End as like the nice Viking boy from Vikings. And also, when I met Tommy End the first time I met him, he was writing poetry in a journal. And so I, t- <laughs> I told him I was with I was with Hero, and he we were introduced, and Tommy End had like headphones on and was like writing something in this poetry in this journal and i was just like this dude is the coolest <laughs> and i told my mom that um and now she calls him viking poetry guy and so <laughs> she was really excited she's like it's the viking i didn't know he was on tv 
and I'm like, oh, he's not on TV yet. This is like a special, you know, trying to explain it to her. And she was just like, but it's the Viking guy. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, mom, we're just going to go with this then. She's, That's she's amazing. The best, she's the best to watch wrestling with for pure, just confused joy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this match before we move on? Uh, loved it. Uh, I was mostly the first half. I don't even remember because I was already just so excited about Tommy and being there. Oh yeah. And I kind of was like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Cause I'm just overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> uh, so the first half was lost to me mostly, but uh, I love the outside the ring work that they did. Um, I loved that Tommy and got to do his, uh, I don't even know what they call it, but that part where he just like sits down in the oh, ring. Oh Yes. I, it's such a good like power move without doing anything. Yes. It's such a good move for character. Um, I love when he breaks that out. So, And I'm glad, I think from what I've seen so far, I think that the Alistair Black we're getting is basically Tommy End. I don't feel like they're changing a whole lot of who he is. No. Which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it doesn't um, look like he changed a lot of his in-ring stuff. So that's good. And in like six months, we're going to get ourselves a Tommy and Cassius Ono match or a Tommy and Cassius Ono uh, tag team. Oh, boy. And then your girl Courtney is going to cease to exist again. <laughs> I'll just be in a coma for a little while, wake up to watch the match, fall back in. Oh, my um, goodness. But that'll be good. But I'm very happy that Tommy and is uh, getting that recognition. I'm very happy that Neville is. I'm glad that they put Neville on the show instead of making him do like a dumb Raw tonight or something. Yes. It was a smart move on their part. Very good. I also liked his um, the shirt they made for him for this. Did you see it? Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. It's actually one of the nicer ones. Super cool. And then we cut to Michael Cole and Nigel McGinnis. They're kind of talking, and then we hear the heartbeat, and the lights start to kind of flicker a little bit, and good old Fergal is here. Oh, oh Finn Balor. Uh, looking pretty good, as always. In his suit, he he's uh, he's a cutie. I'm, not, I'm just gonna say he is he is an attractive young man. And he just you know comes out and he's like, "Hey, this is fun. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later." That's basically what it was. He just seems like such a nice a nice bloke. I sincerely hope he. I believe I saw something where he said he should be back by WrestleMania. Oh, I hope so. Um, looks like the arm's okay. I mean, it's out of the sling. He picked, yeah. he picked up that, that child at that Comic-Con event. Did you see that? Oh, uh, did I watch it like four times? Cause my heart <laughs> couldn't handle how adorable it was. That, that was, was so cute. That yeah. was like full on hard eyes. Like, Oh, Finn Balor. <laughs> what a dream boat. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I actually said the exact same thing while watching that. Oddly. He enough. really is. I, I really like Finn Balor in general because I know people have different takes on his wrestling and whatever, and I, I really enjoy watching him. But um, just in terms of like ambassadors for the company, for WWE as yes. a whole, I think Finn Balor is a very good ambassador. Uh, he seems like he really enjoys like meeting people, and he's always very kind to fan artists. He's very he supports LGBT stuff. Um, he's nice to all the children, like. Honestly, let's let's keep the like one of two hundred people on the roster who isn't a piece of shit. Let's keep him <laughs> around and, tra- and be be nice and treat him well, okay? Yes, because definitely. There's not enough of that in wrestling, and he seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. So, uh, main event time. Big one. Tyler Bate taking on Pete Dunne, and this had obviously big fight feel. We had. William Regal out with, I think, the best-looking belt in WWE. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's so good. Really beautiful. It kind of reminds me of the the Undisputed Championship that Brock used to have. Oh, okay, yeah. A little bit. Uh, I really like the design. I feel like WWE should look at that belt when they go forward. Um, not saying that I hate the universal and the WWE championship design, but I like this one way better. Yeah. Same, same. And good Lord. Um, I, I said, I want to talk about Michael Cole and when Michael Cole doesn't have Vince McMahon in his ear, uh, it, it shows he was, he was on one during this match. (laughs) 
Michael Cole did a great job with this. Um, Michael T Cole did a great job at telling the story of all the people. Le yesterday, it was a little a little bit harder because I think he was trying to establish the characters a little yes. bit more. Um, so it was a little bit kind of by the book. Whereas tonight, I thought he really did a good job of telling the story, of bringing up points that were actually relevant to what was happening. Um, I thought Nigel did a good job, too, at being like the more experienced sort of like, this is this move and this is why I don't like this move or why this move might hurt, uh, you know, Tyler in the long run when they were explaining the shoulder and things like yes. that. I thought that helped a lot. Um, I loved Nigel explaining why he hates airplane spins. And he's just like, <laughs> I had a bad experience. And I was like, oh, oh, my heart. I'm so old that I remember all of this. Um, I, I liked that. And I, I thought they did really well together, actually. I was expecting it to be like, when I hear Michael Cole on commentary, I'm kind of like, oh, this could go either way. But this is one of the times where it really it worked really, really well. Oh, yeah. He did did an amazing job. And I mean, Nigel's been doing color for Ring of Honor for a little bit. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got the experience and yeah, they meshed really well. And I'm I'm interested to see because they I believe wanted to start doing a weekly show. Yeah, that's the whole thing with this belt. I don't think any they ever really explained like what's going on with it. Yes, I heard there was a weekly show thing, but I haven't seen it like anywhere else. I've heard that Tyler, it's going to be like defended at different places in the UK, like the old like NWA style or something, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of different like takes on it, and I don't know how, what's like legitimate and what is just people hypothesizing which there's a lot of really good options i think that what they can do with this whether or not this is like integrated into an hour of tv or this is just kind of a more underground as underground as wwe can get kind of a, a system it'll yeah. be interesting uh i enjoyed tyler Bate keeping his injured shoulder away from dunn at the start of the match i really really enjoyed that i just uh, this <sighs> And here's here's the other thing. I've seen a, a little bit of Tyler Bate. I mean, I've seen some of his Chikara stuff. I've obviously seen some of his progress stuff. And when he did that dive to the outside, that I had never seen him do that before. I don't think I had either. And that shocked me. And got, I think it got me more into the match. I was like, he is legitimately doing new shit I've never seen him do before. A 450 double stomp? What in the world? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, just just fantastic. And the, I love Pete Dunne. And I actually had, um, and I told this story before on, on the podcast, I met him at Bola because I saw he was kind of just, he was sitting there by himself with his merch. Nobody was talking to him. And I was like, you know what? I like Pete Dunne, but I'm kind of shy so i was like you know what Aww. i'm gonna go talk to him so i went and i talked to pete dunn and this was after his match with mark andrews the night before and i was like hey man how's it going and he's like oh good you know he is also like very shy and doesn't really he doesn't really talk a lot and i had said man you fucking rocked it last night that was a great match i've been watching your stuff in progress and he was like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, you know, I I didn't think anybody would know who I was. <laughs> and I was like, and I looked at him like I made good eye contact. And I said, trust me, we know who you are. And I told him the next night, too, because Marianne went and talked to him. And I was like, you need to come back to the States. And I'm like, just fucking come back, dude. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he was like, OK, like I will <laughs> calm down. Um yeah, I feel like if that was how Pete Dunne felt then, he sure as shit shouldn't feel that way now because the world knows who Pete Dunne is and the world certainly knows who Tyler Bate is as well. Um, yeah. It got to the point where, as I said, I love Pete Dunne, but I didn't care who won this yeah, match. that's how it was for me. I, I was kind of like, okay, well, I think... This could go either way, and I'd be happy with it either way. I kind of wanted Tyler to win a little bit more because I thought, in the grand scheme of things, it would be more interesting, like, for various storylines. Yes. Um, and I like the idea of, like, Pete being a real shit about this now, even more so, where, like, he lost, but he did everything he could to win, and he still lost, and so now he's going to be even more angry. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love this match. I love these two together. Um, I love Tyler Bate. I, the last time I saw Tyler Bate, 
uh, we were buying him drinks under the table because he's he's not uh, old enough to drink in the United States. <laughs> um, and we were at a Buffalo Wild Wings buying Long Islands and then giving them to him when the waitresses walked away. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Because he's like eighteen, he's like eighteen or nineteen at the point at that point. Um, so and he's so nice. He was he's so great. Um, and I met him and Trent via through Chikara stuff. Um, so it, I was kind of just like, I don't care who wins at this point. It's yeah. just going to be awesome. But I like having Tyler win if they if they do this as a defending the championship when he wants to for different organizations or things like that. Yeah. I think that'll be awesome um, because I think it'll really set up the kind of British strong style divide because Tyler's already kind of the like not awkward one in the group, but kind of the like least willing to be there of the group. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I think it would be really cool to continue that. And this match was just so cool. The one armed power bomb, I think it was. Oh my goodness. Where he like picks up Pete with the injured arm. Yes. I was just like, this kid is, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, my mom was like, this kid is not, this kid's 40. He wears a fucking monocle <laughs> at home. Like there's, this is, he's got six kids. Like, this this guy's been through some shit. There's no way. There's this no way. Like a, I just I I have so much respect for those two. And yes. So the match was great. I I probably will watch it again later tonight. Just oh yeah. Because it was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna rewatch this match just because I just want to see if I if I missed anything. But it was oh man, it was so good. It was night two was everything we wanted in the tournament. I think. Yeah. Night one, it makes sense now. Like night one is kind of was more of like the setup and all that yeah. stuff, um, and it worked as a setup, uh, and it established that like whole Pete Dunne storyline, um, and it 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 worked for the purposes of what it needed to do. But tonight delivered for like a fan level of oh, what yeah. people wanted to see. Definitely. So, um, I guess match of the tournament, in your opinion, that's the main event. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it would be a toss up between that and Pete and Mark. I think yeah. I would have to agree with that. Um, and you, we talked about going forward, what this will mean for the, for the indie scene overseas. Now, for those of you that don't know, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate and Trent seven are in British strong style, um, which is a progress stable. And they hold all of the titles with the exception of the Atlas championship. And I wonder what repercussions this will have going forward. Because as you said, uh, Tyler's kind of the, uh, he was, uh, I don't know how to put it, but it it almost seems like the other two stood out a little more than he did, mainly because I think they were the first two members. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to be at the forefront. And I I guarantee we're going to get this Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate blowout at some point down the line. I will love that. I will love Trent Seven having to choose between his two sons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's basically what it's going to ha- going to have to yeah. be. Yeah, because in that whole situation, we kind of got, like, Trent Seven sort of the brains behind the operation, and then Pete's sort of the, like, the muscle and the mouth behind it, and mm-hmm. Tyler's kind of, he's a willing friend to both and a willing participant, but also, like, you can tell that he kind of doesn't agree with it. And yes, Trent has to kind of like tell him to be a badass, like tell him to be a bad dude and yell at people. And <laughs> yeah. Things. Um, so I think it'll be great to see Tyler uh, stand up to the two. Though there's going to be a standing up to the two of them moment and oh, Trent's going to have to decide. And, you know, I think that it'll be a good long storyline depending yes. on what this all, what this title even means. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, that's the other thing we really don't know, like what's going to happen. And, they're, I guess they're kind of almost using this as the prototype because there are the rumors that they're going to do one in, I think, did they say Latin America? I believe so. Which, South America, Latin America, something like that. Yes, which should be, oh man. Um, they're they're taking over, but I think they're doing it right, if yeah, that makes it's, sense. It's, it's a weird, tough situation to call all around because there's not, there, we don't have anything to go off of right now. Yeah. You know, it's all speculation with everything. It's like... You can call WWE the like evil giant machine, and they are an evil giant machine in a lot of cases. But we we also have no confirmation on what anything is that's happening. So at this point, I'm not like I'm not really going to stress about it that much. No, 
not at all. So, do you have anything to plug? I feel like we had been talking about you're going to start doing another podcast where you go back and rewatch all the progress. Yeah, so um, I am going to be on uh, Face Lock Feministas, which is an awesome podcast uh, by the Lady J on Twitter uh, that she runs. It's usually about Lucha Underground every week, but Lucha Underground is on their break until summer now. So we did a episode that's coming out, I think it's coming out this Wednesday, uh, about the Chikara finale shows. And then after that, we have a one about the Progress Chapter 41 unboxing, which was the first Progress show either of us had watched. Oh, so boy. We talk- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was our first intro to Progress. So we watched <laughs> that, and we discussed it for a while. And now uh, we are both going back, and we started at Chapter 1, and we're slowly working our way through all of Progress. And I think we're going to be doing a, a podcast on the, like, specific chapters. Like, we'll probably do, like, 1 to 10 or something, and then onward. It's going to depend on the stories. We haven't really seen where things have gone so far. Cause right. she's at She's at, I think, the end of 4, and I'm halfway through 6. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I've seen a little bit more because I've jumped in a little bit further toward the newer stuff because I wanted to develop some idea of it. Yeah. Uh, so I have my favorites. I know I know some of the guys that I already like just from watching like 40 and 41. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing that, which will be pretty exciting because so far I'm really loving progress and loving everybody on that show. So, yeah, it's um, it's fantastic. I actually. I just recently got the uh, the streaming service or the on-demand service, and I went back when I saw you were watching them, and I watched, I want to say, like, chapter four, and I was like, oh, boy, they have come a long way. Yeah, like, chapter six I watched last night, like, Jimmy Havoc was still, like, a darling child who yeah. was trying to, and I was just like, I know what happens here. I know what he becomes, and I can't wait to see, like, how it gets through that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know that I'm. There is some stuff I will say that I'm gonna skip because I can't do blood. Uh, so yeah. Jay will be covering all that, and it's not a like moralistic. I don't think blood should be in wrestling kind of thing. I don't give a shit if people think I don't care. Yeah. About blood in wrestling, it's just like my mental state generally. Like if I see blood as a human being, I will faint. So I'm not good with watching. Um, you'll never see me on a retrospective ECW podcast. <laughs> Um, because I will probably just be like, all of a sudden I'll be talking and you'll hear my head hit the desk because, uh, blood makes me faint. So she'll be handling all, most of the Jimmy Havoc things. I oh think. yeah. Cause he, <laughs> yes. And yeah, you know, I've just seen some, uh, YouTube clips and I'm like, mm, I think I might skip that one. It's so weird now because I feel like if this was in the ECW heyday, I'd be fine with that. But, like, going back, like, we were just watching, me and my roommate, we were watching Royal Rumble 2002 when Maven eliminated The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he destroys Maven with an unprotected chair shot to the head, and we both went, oh, that man. And back then we were probably like, oh, that was great, but now we're like, oh, no, that was very bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I, I was fine with it. And as I got older, I've gotten this weird, like, I don't know, this weird thing where it, it, I can't even watch, like, Grey's Anatomy. Like, I can't watch any oh, type of medical drama or I will, I get super lightheaded and super fainty. So, um, all the good bloody stuff I've never seen in wrestling. I need to just read about it to catch up. Probably so. for the best. <laughs> yeah, for me at least. Uh, yeah. I only want to be comatose because of William Regal's existence, not because of any sort of blood issue. <laughs> Agreed. I think we can both agree <laughs> on that. Uh, what else do you have to plug, like Twitter and um, other things? Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at Chicago C. Rose. Come say hello. Um, I like talking to people, so just be nice and don't talk shit about Kenny Omega in my DMs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything other than that, totally cool with being friends. Uh, but that's my Twitter. I'm pretty much on Twitter all the time. Otherwise, I have a Facebook page and a Tumblr page called Wrestling with Makeup, where I do makeup looks based on wrestlers' gear and shows and other random things, whatever I feel inspired by. And I've got some Joshi stuff uh, coming up soon, which will be fun. Ooh, I gotta I've get in. I gotta yeah. get into that more. That's one <laughs> of the things. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Watch more wrestling, cause yeah, right. I. Last night I was writing something and I realized I had watched seven and a half hours of British wrestling yesterday. Oh, jeez. 
And I was like, I think I'm going to take a break and watch some Let's Plays because I think my brain's about to explode. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a little too much at that point. This has been kind of nice right now because all of my television shows I watch are on hiatus and wrestling is kind of just WWE right now with some yeah. events kind of sprinkled in and out. So it's a nice little break to where I'm not like, oh, I need to watch two billion hours of wrestling. Yeah, give it a month when uh, between Rumble and Mania season when all of a sudden we're all going to be dying. Oh, geez. That I'm going to I'm going to WrestleMania. Uh, I'm going to Mania, but I'm going for a whole week to Orlando, and I think I'm going to ten shows in four days. Yeah, that was me when uh, Mania was here. Uh, yeah. So you're going to like every WWN live show, right? I bought the WN pass. I'm going to Mania. I'm going to the Raw after. And then there's something else in there that I can't remember what it is. Man, that's going to be, oh, man. That's gonna I might be, be awesome. going to SmackDown. I haven't decided yet. I'm supposed to go to Disney that day, but I don't know. We'll Ooh. See. I know. Disney or going to confirmed a show. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to, I bought raw tickets mostly because I'm hoping Drew Gulak shows up. Oh, I'm sure he will. Uh, yeah, that's the hope. So we'll see. All right, let me plug away my stuff here. But thank you so much for for joining me. And, sure, anytime. And we're definitely going to do this a little more in the future, for sure. Sounds good to me. So you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finally north. And head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Also, support TTR and all the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash notlg. Shout out to Chris at Brazilian underscore fury. I hope you enjoyed the show, Chris. You were caps locking us before. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was a very good show. So that is it for us today. Uh, join us again on, well, join me and Marianne on Thursday as we recap all of the WWE professional wrestling shows. And there's only one thing left to do, so let's ring that bell. <laughs>